This is Radio Boston. I'm Carrie Young, in for Tiziana Deering. Let's start the show today by talking about something that's a big part of all of our lives, but yet for so many of us, it can cause this deep sense of anguish. I'm talking, of course, about money. So when those anxious feelings creep up anytime anytime someone mentions finances, who can you turn to? Well, maybe it's someone like Janae Murphy. She's a licensed financial therapist and the founder of Financial Therapy LLC in Brockton. She helps people unpack their relationship with money. And Janae joins us now here in Studio 2. Welcome, Janae. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you in here. And I think I want to start out by asking you first, what exactly does a licensed financial therapist do? Are you the same as a financial advisor, a financial analyst? So it's people put me under the category as a financial advisor, right? But I stand apart from that because of the therapy aspect that I incorporated into um, my practice, specifically because it's something that we don't talk about. So I, and it was for me, really, it was like a thing for myself that was bothering me so I knew it bothered a lot of other people so like talking about finances or dealing with finances everything finance was like scary I get anxiety checking the mailbox stuff like that so um I am like people will call me an advisor but there's levels to that um and I'm not a mental health therapist and I have to always make that clear so people don't look to me for that type of advice but I do have people I can you know, guide people to if they do need that type of service as well. Okay. I mean, it sounds like there is some sense of unpacking your feelings about money in what you do as well. You know, why do you feel that way about opening up the mailbox or something like that? Am I am I understanding that right? Yes. And I had to do a lot of self-reflection and introspection about it. Um, and I'm sure a lot of other people feel that same way. And But we're not talking about it, right? So I think about when I apply for jobs and we're like, don't discuss your salary. There's a reason why they're saying that. Um, but at what point are we going to unravel that so we can figure out how to fix it? Because what if there's a disparity there that can be fixed, but we're not saying anything? Yeah, you got to talk about it. Exactly. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I want to dive in a little bit more into some things that you said. You know, it was money was an issue for you. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about how how'd you end up in this job thinking this is what I'm going to do and and start my own business with it even too. Oh, I love it. Um, I was working in the mental health field. So I come from like so many different backgrounds in my career path. So from a daycare teacher for like 13 years to then going into the mental health field as a case manager with mentally ill adults in the community. So having to navigate with that and then how the structure of the company was set up for these individuals um, that were clients. Um, we were rep payees for them. So pretty much we took control of their funds. It was coming to us, but I was put in a predicament to have to like sign off on checks and be called to get their checks. And it was just odd because I'm so much younger than my clients. So I felt like I was dealing with like my grandparents, for right. example. And I'm like telling them how to use their money. And I was raised by my grandmother. So it was just a a very interesting predicament to be a part of. And then I was with my now boyfriend um, and he's been in the field for 23 years now. And I was 
doing some of my case management work and heard him say something in a, in a meeting about never losing money. And I listened to the concept of how it worked. And it just, the light bulb went off. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, that's What great. do you mean? You don't, you don't have to lose money. Like, I need to know more about this. Like, I know nobody in Boston, none of my people know about this for sure. Because had we known about this, how come we're not in a different situation? So took it to my hands and was like, I have to, I have to explore this more because this is going to be our longest standing relationship is with money. And do you, you know, now that you have your own business started, Mm -hmm. is, do you have a lot of people coming to you? Do you have a lot of people have that same light bulb at least go off and say, wait, I at least need help here in figuring out why I feel this way about money? Um, It's a catch 22 there. Um, (laughs) A lot of people are more fascinated with the name. Okay. And they'll acknowledge that it's needed, but they're not ready to converse about it. And I see that part more often than people who are ready to converse about it. Why do you think that is? Trauma. It's trauma, a trauma response yeah. for them. And like just I, some people, okay, I, I say there's like four different type of people. There's those who plan and are successful. There's those who plan and they think they're successful based off their belief system. There's those who don't plan at all. And then there's those who plan and they're failing and they have no idea that they're failing. And so a lot of people don't want to go into a room with somebody and reveal so they can heal. Hence the reason for the mental health part, because a lot of times we're not taking on therapy, like mental health therapy seriously, because we're not ready to reveal so we can heal. Right. Well, I mean, you, you know, you've been talking about the, you know, the patterns in terms of or the trauma that we might have around money, and that might happen when we're young, even. And so I want to ask you about how young should someone be looking into and understanding money and how that goes? I really believe it starts in at least high school. Um, because of the teachings that's in the high school, right? You got to graduate, those who are going to college. Um, what happens when you're in college, especially college students too, because you're working towards a particular career and a lot of times it's either for passion or it's for money. So now you got to understand where you stand in that concept for yourself. And I I don't know. I, I've spoken to high school students in the past, but it's hard to speak to them in this regard because they can't do anything. A lot of them aren't able to sign off on their own. Um, there's other things that can be a hindrance, like such as if somebody is um, under DCF care, for example. Oh, they don't really point. have control over certain things, right? So I have to consider all these things, but I do say the younger the better. Like, At least I, get to learning about it. Yeah, like I, I have two kids... 12 and 10, and we're talking about this all the time. They see me doing these things all the time. So I created a workbook based around them, right? Right. How can we implement you guys dissecting what you feel about math and money? And how can we get this conversation started? Because real life is going to hit and it's going to hit quick. And most of us have no idea what we're doing. So 
Well, I want to pivot a little bit to some of our – so Radio Boston has a texting group. Mm-hmm. And if you want to join the uh, the Radio Boston texting group, you can text Boston to 617-766-0382. But we did mention to some of those members that you were coming on and if they had any questions or just comments that they wanted to run past you. So – One is from Joanne from Charlestown, and Joanne says, my parents, who she describes as old school from the Depression era, Mm. lived paycheck to paycheck with minimal investments, and it had a major effect on my future relationship with money once I started working. Mm. I was open to financial advice early on, but never wanted to feel that insecurity that I witnessed as a child. Mm. So, Janae, can you reflect on that a little bit? Absolutely. I I hear that story so often. Um, it starts with where we see it, right? You, you kind of start moving in ways that's similar to your whatever you learned in your household, and it starts to reflect. But the fact that she's able to acknowledge, like, I don't want that. Yeah. You have a fighting chance in the game, and it's just a matter of having those conversations. Like, my firm is all about disarming belief systems, because that's really what it comes down to. There's belief systems that's instilled in you. And that's why we have all these different avenues based off of people's beliefs. People are going to put it in qualified plans, which are like 401ks, IRAs. Some people are going to put it in investments, stocks, bonds, all those things. But that comes from whatever you learned. And just know that just because you learned it one way doesn't mean there isn't another, another way to learn it. Yeah, so. Well, this next question actually is is similar in that sense in terms of, well, I guess maybe for the future planning and why do it, right? So mm-hmm. this comes from Kat from Lexington. And she says, I think our relationship with money has a lot to do with whether, you know, we can hope to achieve our goals or not. Like if I can never hope to own a home or have a reliable car, pay off my student loans, I'm not going to try to save small amounts by, you know, economizing or staying at home instead of going out if there's no real payoff. So can you reflect on that sentiment? If I, well, hopefully I'm getting this correct based on what she said or he. um, But are they saying like that they can't, if they don't have hope towards something, then why save? Is that I right? Know, is that what I? I that's yeah. What I if if you you know if you don't have hope for something like a home, why even have a savings account? Wow. Okay. Like the system is working against you. Perfect. I love that. Um, and you said this is Cat from Lexington. This is Cat from Lexington. Cat. So life happens, right? We hear this saying all the time. That's why it's important for you to have something secured because anything can happen at any given second, and you want to be prepared and you don't want to be a burden I think naturally for us as growing up we're thinking I don't want to be a burden to this person I don't want to ask for help right that can be a thing I don't want to ask to borrow money I don't want to do these things so you naturally don't want to be a burden if you get injured sick or you can't go to school work or do whatever what's your plan yeah it's beyond you wanting all these things it's about you can live as modestly as you want with a plan. And what is the best way to have a plan? How do people even go about figuring out how to do that? Um, I would suggest sitting down with someone like myself who has a team um, because the way my team is set up is very strategic because I only focus on safety within my firm. Um, and I have people who 
they pay way too much in taxes, right? But I have somebody on our team that deals with the NFL alumni, and he helps them get into a place where they don't have to pay that enormous amount of taxes. But you wouldn't know that unless you sat down with somebody who's trying to relay information. So sit with somebody. And everybody doesn't know everything. So you can't just take everybody's one word. Don't just take my word when you sit with me. You don't have to. You can go ask people within this field, right? Don't go ask questions. Don't yeah. be afraid to just raise your hand and say, I don't understand. Right. Is that what you mean? Exactly. And I tell my clients all the time, I'm going to teach you so much so that you're going to be able to do my job. That's what. That's the type of knowledge I want you to have from when I meet with you. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so we have about a minute left, but I have one more question for you. What would you say, you know, when it comes to the clients that you've worked with, what's the number one mistake that people either maybe the misconception that they have about money or make about money? Two things. One, you have to lose money to make money. Mm-mm. That's not what we do over here. Um, and two, when you put your money into certain plans, understand what that's going to look like for the long haul and not for the present. Because people have their money tied up in places where they've allowed the IRS, which is the Internal Revenue Service, service um, become their primary beneficiary, and they have no idea that that's a thing. Yeah, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I could talk about money all day. We do have to leave it there. We've been talking to Janae Murphy, a financial therapist yes. and founder of Financial Therapy LLC in Brockton. So thank you so much for joining us today and talking thank all about you. money and our mindset about it. Thank you. I appreciate you guys.